What is up, everybody? Welcome to the very first, I repeat, the very first episode of this new podcast called Falcon's Frenzy. I'm Jeff. I'm your host here. Uh, also working on another podcast. Talk about that a little bit later in the episode, but I am extremely excited uh, to kick this one off the ground, talking about my favorite squad from down south, the, the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, this first episode is going to cover just a couple of things, and uh, I'll probably bust out another episode here in the next two days or so, uh, just kicking this thing off. So we got a lot of topics to cover, even here in the offseason. Uh, first episode, we're going to talk about uh, about two weeks removed from the 2020 NFL draft. Uh, talk about my take on our uh, couple draft picks we had. Uh, surprisingly, no trades, no moves within the 2020 draft for Thomas Dimitrov and the Falcons, uh, which is rare. Uh, but we're going to talk about some takes on uh, the picks we had, where they're going to fit in, uh, when we think they're going to start playing some ball, hopefully. Um, also going to talk about free agency. Take a look at our depth chart. Take a look and see who is out there that we could potentially pick up with our limited cap space uh, that we think can make a, a pretty big impact. So let's let's kick it off with the draft uh, here on a Falcons Frenzy podcast. Um, we had six picks. First rounder, second rounder, third rounder, two fourth rounders, and a seventh. Uh, majority of this draft here in 2020, of course, went towards the defensive side of the ball. Uh, thankfully, <laughs> looking from uh, past years, of course, uh, definitely happy to see we took that uh, mentality into the draft. Um, my personal take on the draft overall is uh, we, we, we filled a lot of gaps with some bodies here. Um, had a need at corner. Went and took that. Had a had a need at the uh, the defensive front, whether end or, or defensive tackle. Picked that up. A little offensive line help. Always good. Matt Ryan's going to love that one. Um, linebacker. Another defensive back. Safety. Special teams. Uh, I think we got it covered. I think we did a pretty good job. Um, a little bit, little bit different here. Uh, take a little more optimistic, maybe. <laughs> from what I've seen and read uh, over the past two weeks since this draft happened. Uh, first pick, of course, pick 16, went to cornerback uh, out of Clemson, A.J. Terrell. Uh, to be honest with you, my first take on this is uh, I was mad, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, I, wasn't, it was, I wasn't mad at the fact that A.J. Terrell came off the board a lot earlier than I had originally expected. Uh, I was just still mad at the Niners taking my pick, which was going to be Javon Kinlaw from uh, South Carolina to pair up with Grady there, uh, fill in the middle of that defensive line. Uh, but, but looking back over it, you know, AJ Terrell, you know, got a bad rap from one game against LSU, getting burned by Jamar Chase. And if we're honest about it, if you really look at it, who didn't get burned by Jamar Chase last year? I mean, let's let's be realistic about it. Every single corner in the NFL is going to get burned. Okay, it doesn't matter who they are, whether it was Revis, whether it was uh, Richard Sherman in the Super Bowl by Sammy Watkins. It doesn't matter who it is. All right, they're all going to get burned. Let's just let's move on. He had a bad game. Unfortunately, it was the biggest stage. Um, I, I don't see the Falcons getting to the biggest stage this year. So let's build off of this. We got a good player here. Uh, of course, we lost Desmond Trufant. Um, my opinion on that quick take on it, uh, not going to spend too much time, but, uh, I'm a big fan of true. I, I don't think he was worth the contract that we paid him while he was injured, but that's, that's not my job. That's, that's TD's job and the rest of the organization. I really would have liked to see us keep true for a year 
draft somebody like AJ Terrell, uh, have him coach up, work with them a little, little bit for a year, and then see if we can get actually get something for him. Uh, I know it was a cap space kind of issue. See if we could free a little bit up, which we did. I think we could have done a little bit better in that aspect. But AJ Terrell, I mean, lengthy dude, 6'1", 195. Um, when you really look at his body of work over the uh, three years he was at Clemson, I don't know, I want to say let's uh, three quarters of his tackles, you know, 101 total tackles at Clemson, three quarters of those were solo, which means this guy's sticky. Uh, he's going to stick to his defenders, good open field tackler, which if anybody watches the Atlanta Falcons play, we need at that spot is somebody that can tackle, especially in the open field or you get caught up with a defender uh, or a wide receiver. You got to be able to bring them down. We need that. Um, so I, I love, I love that, 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 that thing about him right there. Um, another thing about Terrell is that he wasn't really targeted a whole lot when he was at Clemson. He was a, a three-year player, um, two-year full starter, full-time starter uh, with Clemson there. He was only targeted about three times a game. So that tells me uh, really that his press coverage, his man uh, coverage there is solid, which of course we need, especially with these wide receivers in the NFC South. We need somebody, a taller guy like this that can that can go up with anybody um, and, and make a play on the ball. So I, I, I like the I like the choice of Terrell, honestly. Um there's a this year's draft was just weird. Uh, a lot of really good players still on the board. I, I still think I don't want to call it a reach. Um, this, of course, was Dimitrov's uh, call. The entire uh, entire draft is before the draft even started. He said this was his guy, and he was hoping they'd get him a 16, uh, which they did. I, I, there was a lot of really good players on the board yet at 16, though. Uh, but it definitely filled a need, and and I think if. Um, if we had true there to kind of coach him up a little bit and work with him, definitely could have been a little bit getting him up to speed a little bit faster. I think he's going to take a little bit of work, um, but he, he's going to be a day one starter. Hopefully um, anybody you pick in the first round, is a day one starter for any team, but he'll be on the field. He'll be making contributions on defenses out of the ball. Next pick, uh, second pick, of course, uh, at pick 47 was D end out of Auburn, which we're going to have him playing defensive tackle, is Marlon Davidson. Um, this dude is an absolute steal in the second round. A lot of people thought he was going to he was going to jump into the first. Uh, somebody, you know, of course, fell in love with him. He, of course, played right next to uh, Derek Brown in, in Auburn, and uh, he had a nice, <laughs> nice couple of years here. He played four years. Uh, with Auburn, total of uh, 14 and a half sacks. Of course, 2019 being his best year um, with six and a half sacks playing next to Derek Brown. And if you think about it, that's pretty impressive, honestly, for Auburn there. And uh, Marlin gets to play next to a defensive stud in Grady Jarrett. So used to playing to a stud like he was in Auburn with Derek Brown and gets to play next to Grady Jarrett and keep that production going forward. And we got him for a second rounder. Um, I really, really like this pick. Um, definitely, definitely great value for the pick. Um, definitely a huge need to be able to add uh, more power, more big bodies to the center of that defense, especially with all these crazy running games out there. And even though the NFL is, you know, pretty pass heavy and thing like things like that, it's, uh, it's important. We can stop the run, especially when you got McCaffrey in our division, Kamara in our division to be able to bust up that offensive line. 
the pairing of him and Grady. And then, of course, we have, um, you know, Tack on the outside at end. We'll see if we do anything else um, within free agency here. There's a couple of guys I wouldn't mind taking a look at. We also picked up Fowler uh, to be able to fill in that gap. Our defensive front is looking really solid this year. Um, a lot more consistency, I hope, to see out of it from a tackling perspective, from a pressure uh, perspective, really just to kind of relieve that secondary, to make sure that they have, um, you know, they don't have to try to cover somebody for 10, 15, 20 seconds and we can get to the quarterback. Um, I really think that this is our probably our, our, our best pick out of the entire draft. Uh, Marlon Davidson out of Auburn, really adding to this defense starting day one. Uh, I know we got defensive tackles. We got uh, quite a few on the uh, on the roster at the moment. Between Tyler Davison, um, typically lining up next to Grady, we got Kaminsky on there yet. Deidre Sanat, which has been, I don't know, kind of stunned. I think most of us Falcons fans thinking he was going to play a lot more snaps last year. Uh, seems like he's fallen down the depth chart. So that was a lost pick uh, from a couple years ago. Um, but we'll see. Uh, I like the way that this uh, this defensive front is um, is picking up here. Uh, we've got a lot of guys in rotation, got a lot of depth, of course, which is definitely needed when you need guys to come out and take a breather. Somebody gets dinged up for a week or two. Uh, start to look pretty healthy. You know, offensive side of the ball, we've been good for the last couple of years, I'd say, since before that Super Bowl run. Um, added, you know, a couple, couple offensive linemen last year in the first round. Went heavy defense this year. I think we're in a good spot. Of course, our division is, I like to think of it as the toughest in the entire NFL when you think about the teams and what, especially what they've done in the draft. Um, I like it. Um, I'm really looking forward to this season. Hopefully hopefully we can get a full season in here. Um, let's take a look at the next pick. The next pick is interesting. It's uh, Matt Hennessy out of um, Temple Center, right? Pick, uh, 107, or, uh, 78th pick, round three. Uh, it's going to be Alex Mack's replacement, essentially. Mack's got one one year deal left. Um, he gets to learn from the best in the business, doesn't he? <laughs> I mean, you really cannot come into a better situation here for Hennessy uh, to learn from Alex Mack. I mean, the, the staple of that offensive line, he has been since he got here. Um, I, I think a lot of folks are expecting him to play guard, too. I think he'll be... He'll be more of a depth kind of person at guard. He can definitely switch between center and guard. Max got one year left. He'll be learning from him this year. I think he's going to take that year, honestly, and and really put it behind that center position and not really play so much. Uh, if we need him to fill in at guard uh, in case somebody goes down or, or something, anything happens, he'll be. I think he'll be. He's he's an easy add um, to be able to drop in there and have him play at a very very high level. Um, maybe a couple different pieces of the scheme here and there a couple plays throughout the game maybe he'll get in there to do a little bit of run blocking for our for our zone scheme uh but i think for the most part hennessy is going to be a year two starter uh at center uh unfortunately this will probably be the last year we see alex mack um maybe not you never know uh but hennessy is is definitely picked for that replacement and um you know playing at temple there he <laughs> he had quite the uh Quite the time uh, at Temple with uh, how, how his play was. Um, 2019, um, didn't give up a single sack. I bet Matty loves to see that. Um, 
he he truly was the linchpin of that offensive line at Temple. Um, he's a pure leader there. Um, was was a stat here? No sacks, two pressures, and three hundred and twenty nine pass blocks in two thousand eighteen. Uh, that's impressive. I mean, it really is. And uh, he was out a couple of games here and there throughout the last uh, four years, uh, but not many at all. And the, the awesome thing about that is what you want out of your offensive lineman is uh, not, 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 not to use the TD or, or Coach Quinn phrase of just toughness. Um, he's, he's a stable body. I mean, he, is, he, keeps, himself, keeps, he keeps himself healthy. Um, you definitely want somebody, especially at that center position, to um, provide stability to that offensive line. He's, he's going to be that pure leader. Uh, going forward, uh, once uh, once Mac leaves and he takes over that starting center job, uh, so look for him to be the the pure staple of that offensive line. Keep in mind, last year two first rounders, Caleb McGarry and Chris Lindstrom, guard and tackle. We got really young at offensive line here. A lot of <laughs> I hate to keep saying it with the old the old Falcons phrasing, but a lot of toughness on that offensive line, and uh, definitely looking forward to hopefully them protecting. Uh, Matt Ryan a lot more than what's been going on uh, in the past uh, two two to three years. Uh, let's move on to our first fourth rounder, which is a linebacker pick, uh, pick 119, Michael Walker out of Fresno State. Uh, I like Walker. I think he's going to be able to battle, I don't want to say for a starting spot, but he's definitely in for a top rotational position at linebacker. Uh, he played D-end and linebacker at Fresno State, and um I mean, I think if, you know, at a six foot three, 230 pounder, um, he could definitely play both. <laughs> uh, he's got some quickness for being a big fella too, uh, which is awesome to see. Uh, we like that, you know, lining him up next to Debo or to Foyer or somebody like that. Uh, it'll be pretty awesome. Don't forget about Fowler being in there at linebacker this year too. So we've got a lot of guys that can kind of swap in between uh, defensive end and linebacker. Uh, to be able to drop back in some pass coverage, which uh, Walker uh, proved at Fresno that he's uh, definitely more than capable of doing that. I think this was a great pick as well. Um, looking at him for immediately day one, uh, you know, special teamer. Uh, definitely definitely going to be in there without without a shadow of a doubt. Um, but I definitely think he's going to be high in that rotation for linebacker. Uh, linebacker was definitely a need that we had going into the draft, and this was our this was our shot that we took at it. Um, of course, with Fowler, Debo, and Aluakon being our starters, looking for uh, Leroy Reynolds to kind of step up big this year. You got Walker in there. Uh, we got some depth, uh, which, we, which we always look to have. Uh, but the, the difference here is having Leroy Reynolds and now Michael Walker in there, we're adding some, some quality depth here. Uh, you know, it's always, always good to have bodies as depth, but we need them to be able to step in and and uh, rise up, if you will, to uh, be able to fill these gaps with injuries and, and just different things going on throughout the games or the weeks or the rest of the season. So I think he was a great quality pick uh, along with what we've done so far. Once again, you know, we had uh, had six picks, no trades. First time ever since Dimitrov's been, been with Atlanta uh, that we didn't make a trade, whether to come back in, to move up, to move back, nothing. And... Uh, 
that surprised me more than anything. I was looking for us to move up in the first round. Not like what, not like what the uh, news was saying. Uh, all the reporters were saying before the draft is we're thinking about really jumping up there to go grab, you know, Chase Young or move up to like six or seven to grab somebody else. I didn't really see that happen. And I figured we'd move up to maybe 12, 13 to grab who we wanted. But apparently this was TD's, uh, TD's guy was Terrell in the first round. Um, but so far, I think, you know, like I said, out of these first four picks between Terrell, Davidson, Hennessy, and Walker, I think we got quality players here for the long term. Uh, next pick we had was also a fourth rounder at 134, was a safety out of Cal, was Jalen Hawkins. Uh, another big guy, six foot, about 210, 205, somewhere around there. Um, this guy is, I really see him as more of a special teamer. Um, and, and, and truly depth. He, I don't, I don't see him starting, uh, with the Falcons here. I think he's, he's, he's a quality pick, uh, to add to our special teams. And, uh, just in case anything were to happen, you know, as you know, in the past couple of years, we'd had some, uh, injury bug, if you say, uh, at the uh, safety position with key and, uh, Rico. So looking for those guys to hopefully get a full healthy year in here. Um, I mean, if we can have uh, Keanu Neal, Casey, Rico all in there starting and healthy, that can really turn this defensive unit around. Um, Jalen Hawkins throwing him in there. He's a he's a pure pure hitter like Key is. Uh, so adding again to that to that toughness of the the, the Falcons defense that that Coach Quinn always talks about. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm an optimistic kind of guy when it comes to my squad. So, uh, do they let me down from time to time? Well, you know, I'm a Falcons fan. You guys know how that goes, <laughs> but, uh, but I like these picks. Uh, I think we got quality depth here instead of, like I said before, just throwing bodies in to try to make guys, uh, maybe fit a mold or fit a scheme where they don't work, but Hawkins works. Uh, he can fill in. Um, I think if they need him to, he's, he's definitely definitely got some raw talent, definitely needs some coaching. Uh, but guess what? We got people like Rico in there that can um, that can really coach these younger guys up. Uh, he's been there. He's been around. He knows what it takes. Uh, definitely a fan favorite we got in Ricardo Allen. So him being able to work with him, work with Key, uh, to be able to get him up to speed, show him the, show him the ropes, um, get him to follow that, that Falcons path it will be extremely important. And you don't know, maybe year two, year three, he's got some playing time in there uh, at safety, but um, definitely a special team from day one. He'll be, he'll be some, some kind of gunner somewhere uh, with his speed and his size. Uh, definitely looking forward to his contributions. Um, so within the draft, that takes us through rounds one through four. We didn't have a five. We didn't have a six. That's really where I expected us to make a move to jump in because even at round five, beginning around six, there were some really quality uh, potential depth players here. We didn't make a move. We just stood still around seven, took a special team or took a punter out of Syracuse, Sterling Hofrichter. Um, I think this one surprised a lot of people. <laughs> no, it sure surprised me. I didn't expect to take a punter in the draft. Um, small guy, he's only 5'10". Um, the, the biggest plus side about this guy, from what I can tell, just from, from watching a little bit of film on him, is he's extremely accurate. Um, 
very, very good directional punter. If he puts his eye on a spot, he's hitting it, uh, which is going to be great for pegging guys deep, kicking out of bounds in the right area, the right way. Um, I know they they announced him actually as a kicker and not a punter, thinking they're going to bring him in to compete with Young Young Way Koo. Uh, and maybe they will. Uh, he did a little bit of kicking in college. Not very much, though. He was mostly used as a punter. Um, I think Young Way Koo is going to be the way to go. <laughs> Uh, being a Bulldogs fan myself, I was hoping we'd go grab uh, Rodrigo Blankenship, kicker out of Georgia there, but that didn't work out. So he ended up going undrafted. Uh, but best of luck to that guy. Uh, but Sterling Hofrichter, a punter we take. Of course, we had a little bit of, uh, you know, since Bosher's injury kind of took took him out for the year. Um, We'll see how it plays out. You just never know, especially with punters and kickers. It, it just seems like everybody's going through them lately, uh, bringing them in or having multiple kickers throughout the year to try to, you know, I don't know, kick somebody in the rear end to get them moving again in the right direction. But uh, we'll see if he gets any any playing time or if he's just going to be sitting in the back, you know, practice squatting it up. And uh, in case somebody gets hurt, we can bring him up and start kicking the ball for us. So overall, uh, I'm not one for grades uh, of a draft, but uh, you know when you when you really look at the overall uh, set of picks that we made with the spots that we had, and we didn't make any trades. I think we did really well. Um, the, a couple of these guys are going to be day one contributors uh, in my take, and um, I'm looking forward to see what they do this year. Uh, a couple of other items when you look at our our depth chart. Um, like I said before, offensive side, I feel I feel really, really good about still. Of course, we picked up Gurley um, once uh, once the Rams released him, so we got quite the backfield of uh, Gurley, Ito, Brian Hill, and Quadri Allison. Looking for those guys to hopefully step up a little bit more this year. Um, of course, wide receivers usually usually a set of studs with Julio and Calvin. Uh, got Russell Gage hopefully stepping up this year quite a bit. Um, we also picked up Laquan Treadwell. Uh, hopefully he'll, I'm sure he'll do a little more slot type receiving and uh, some special teams punt and kick return. Um, got Hayden Hurst once we lost uh, Hooper to the Browns. Uh, picked up Hayden Hurst from Baltimore. I think he's going to fit in real nice. Um, typical uh, tight end type of production. He was in a high octane offense last year um, with the Ravens. So expect him to be uh, ready to rock and roll. And uh, while I was a huge fan of Hooper, I couldn't see him paying him that kind of money. We also didn't have that kind of money to pay him. Uh, but I think we got a great, uh, great tight end uh, with an immediate fill in with Hayden Hurst. Uh, offensive line is looking real, real solid right now. Hopefully they can stay healthy and, and keep Ryan upright so he can get these throws in. Uh, and more importantly, to be honest with you, is some clear running lanes for these running backs because uh, that's really been a problem the last two years or so. Um, opening up the right lanes, uh, giving some space to let these backs get through uh, and get to the next layer. Um, that that really opened up the passing game too, of course. Um, but really looking forward to seeing what this offensive line can do with, like I said, all these all these younger guys now around uh, Alex Mack and uh, Jake Matthews. So uh, I think it'll be a good, uh, definitely be a good season. Defensive side of the ball. You know, with with the pickup of Fowler, uh, getting Davidson and Terrell to be able to fill in there, we did lose True, um, and uh, and Beasley, of course, we didn't re-sign. Which, let's just be honest, it is what it is. And uh, 
best of luck to him. He just, it just wasn't working here in Atlanta anymore. So, uh, you know, a lot of times there's change is good. So let's make some change. Let's try not to rock the boat too much. I know some fans are out there thinking we really need to rock this boat, but um, NFC South is tough. You know, that's just how it is. Uh, Panthers made a lot of good offseason moves. Um, Tampa did as well. Saints, yeah, not just because I'm a Saints hater, but you know what? It's their draft. I didn't really see as being that that phenomenal. So their 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 base team, with the exception of adding Emmanuel Sanders to that wide receiving core, is pretty much the same. So uh, I definitely think we can go in there building and beat them up. Um, looking forward to the NFC South battles this year, especially with Tampa. My brother's a big Bucks fan, so we got like a little NFC NFC South uh, rivalry here in the family. Uh, so it'll be fun to uh to see these guys take over tampa um it's pretty sweet uh free agents we got a little bit of cap yet (laughs) i'm not saying we got to spend it all but you know what if you have it you may as well spend it um you know there's a lot of a lot of conversations of course ah jadev young Clowney's still out there we need an edge rusher not for that kind of money we don't uh i'm not as high on Clowney as a lot of people are um, I, I think I definitely think he's uh, he, he's good, but he's not worth the kind of money he's looking for. Uh, he know he doesn't have that uh, that no quit motor that Quinn likes either. So that he's definitely out of the picture. That's just not going to happen. There's a lot of talk there around, uh, well, fan talk I should say about Everson Griffin from the Vikings. Um, you know, he's up there in age. He's 32. Maybe he'll maybe he'll take a little less money. I don't know. I, I have a feeling he's going to want to go to a true Super Bowl contender uh, if he does, in fact, uh, not re-sign with Minnesota at some point. Uh, I just don't know if, if, if Atlanta would be his choice. Um, I'd love to have him. I think the dude's phenomenal. Even at age 32, he's still bringing the heat to those quarterbacks. So uh, if he's in play, I'd say let's go get him. But I think... Um, I don't think we're going to go try to grab a defensive end, if you will, or an edge. Because uh, Cam Wake's also still out there. Um, he's definitely older. Uh, but last time we brought in a true vet with a lot of potential, a lot of league knowledge, a lot of success in this league, uh, you'll probably remember with Dwight Freeney, uh, it worked out pretty well for us. <laughs> and Cam Wake would probably come at a much cheaper price. Uh, but bringing that veteran presence, I think, can really help those young guys uh, in the in, in the defensive side in the locker room there and also help them on the field. Um, so Cam Wake is an option I'd be, I'd be pretty pleased with. But um, who I really see us having a shot at, uh, which I'd be fully on board for, uh, played with the Giants last year with Marcus Golden. Uh, spent his whole career, uh, most of his career there with the Cardinals. Played one year for the Giants. Um, he's only 29 years old. Edge, can play linebacker, can play end. Uh, so one again, once again, one of those hybrid type of guys. He had 10 sacks last year with the Giants. You know, putting a guy like that on the end, one end, Fowler attack on the other end. Davidson and Grady in the middle. That would be a. It would be fun to watch him chase Tom Brady and Drew Brees around, right? Uh, he's got 29 total sacks in five years. 
Um, he's got a ten season. He got a ten sack season, which he had last year. Twenty sixteen, he had twelve and a half sacks with Arizona. Um, only played in sixty two games. It's not bad. Twenty seventeen, he had a little injury bug. Only played four games. Um, started forty games so far. He's a young guy yet. We can get him in there. Uh, I think he'd come pretty cheap too. So once again, fitting in that that uh, crazy cap time we have with all these cap hits we're taking. Um, got a lot of people tied up in money for a couple years here yet. So, uh, of course, you know, one reason why we get rid of True is to get a little bit of that back, but he's still tying up money. There's quite a bit of money this year and next year. Um, yeah, I think Golden's going to be the best shot if we're going to take anybody else. Uh, if, if, if all of us know TD pretty well... Um, Probably not going to do anything, to be honest with you. Uh, free agency just isn't Dimitrov's bag. Uh, every once in a while, you know, you get a you get a diamond in the rough, like when you go get Alex Mack. But uh, it, it's just not something that Atlanta typically does, you know. So um, either way, I think we can battle in this NFC South uh, schedule. The, the twenty uh, this uh, this coming season schedule actually gets released tonight. So in about four hours, uh, it, it opens up here, and we get to see what the schedule looks like. Uh, and then we'll start taking a look. We already know who the opponents are going to be. Um, I'll be honest with you. Um, I, I, I really think that we can pull out nine to ten wins. I'm optimistic. All right? I get it. Some people are probably calling me nuts because the team hasn't really changed. But you know what? It has changed. You know, a couple of vets are gone with Freeman, True, Beasley, and we brought in some new guys. New guys are looking to prove themselves. You guys are going to put the work in. All right. So expect a little bit more fight here. And, uh, you know, these players, they um, last, last, after the bye week last season, uh, that defense really picked it up. You know, we, uh, we ended up getting to seven and nine somehow uh, after that horrible, horrible start. Uh, to last season. So, you know, with, with the, the coaching changes with altering from Quinn calling defense to uh, Ulbrich and Raheem, uh, I think that's going to open it up quite a bit. And if we start off the season that way and, and we have a season, first of all, um, we got a good shot to contend here in the NFC South. Whether we can get a wild card spot or not, I'm not sure yet. I want to see how these guys look in preseason, if we have preseason, that is. Um, but these young guys are ready. They're ready to go. And I'm definitely ready to watch. I can do some football right now. Some new football. <laughs> Not watching old games. Uh, I've been doing that most of the offseason here. Just trying to uh, uh, keep in mind with everything, you know. So, um, no, but awesome. I, I, I appreciate you guys listening. Uh, to anybody that's listening out there. Uh, also, another item is... I have another podcast out there. It's called the All Out Blitz Podcast. It's a uh, it's a podcast with myself uh, and my young son, uh, just you know, spending some fatherly fatherly time together, uh, father son time together, doing a little NFL podcast. And I quickly realized as we did that, we're about well, I think we did an 18th episode the other day, so we've been doing it for a little bit now. Um, you know, he's off of school with all this COVID nineteen stuff and. Uh, I'm working from home. I typically work from home though, so it's all good, but you know, we needed something to do. So we figure, you know what, let's do this. Let's do more of this. And, uh, I 
honestly found it harder and harder to keep my Falcons bias out of this just NFL podcast. So if you're interested, uh, definitely appreciate you go checking out All Out Blitz podcast on all of your podcasting platforms out there. Uh, we've been doing it since the postseason last year, honestly, and then it started to pick up recently with all this stuff going on. We're home all the time now together, so um, check it out. And uh, you know, definitely appreciate a, a subscribe or a, a comment would be awesome. Um, yeah, just to you guys having some fun, you know, talking about football. You know, he's uh, he just got into football eh, probably a year or two ago. And, uh, you know, just looking forward to uh, continuing that on, too. But as I was saying, I hard to keep my Falcons bias out of there. So I figured, you know what, let's start another one. And let's just talk about all Falcons all the time. So that's what we're going to do here on uh, Falcons Frenzy. We'll come at you with uh, new episodes, you know, a couple of them a week, likely. And uh, we'll just keep talking about it in the offseason here. Keep football on our minds as we're all going through this stuff. And uh, with that said, um, you know, like I said, appreciate a subscription on this Falcons Frenzy podcast as well. Leave a comment. Let me know your thoughts, what you'd like to hear, what you liked, what you didn't. It's all good here. Um, try to stay positive. Hopefully everybody out there is uh, staying healthy and staying safe. And just remember, football time is almost here. So for myself here with the Falcons Frenzy podcast, Stay safe, stay healthy, and rise up.